Well, this time we turn in God's Word to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm not going to read verses uh, 22 to 33 of chapter 5. We'll just read uh, chapter 6, verses 1 to 4 this evening. In the um, first sermon on God's blueprint for the family, we looked at God's will for wives and then God's will for husbands. And then we looked at that verse, verse 31, that we leave, cleave, and become one flesh. When man and woman come together and become husband and wife, they become one flesh. And now this evening we look at God's will for children. I was contemplating whether to include verse 4, but I decided to give another Sunday evening sermon to verse 4 alone, father's responsibility towards their family, their children in particular, and training them up in the discipline and admonition of the Lord. Uh, this evening, I want to look solely on uh, children obeying your parents, and I may give some exhortations to parents as well. But let's now hear God's word. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. That's for the reading of God's holy word. Let's ask his blessing in a time of prayer. O oh, Father in heaven, we pray that your spirits would work through the preaching of your word, convicting hearts, conforming us to the image and likeness of your Son, and consecrate us for holy service in your kingdom, in our homes, and in the church. Help us, O Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Congregation of Christ, boys and girls, tonight we're going to have a children's sermon. But it'll be for your parents, too. Parents and children. For we hear at verse 1 of chapter 6 now, Paul turning our attention to children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first command with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. First, children, what is your duty? What is the apostle saying your duty as a child ought to be? And that's going to be our first point. The duty of the child. The duty of children. What is your duty? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. The duty of a child is to obey parents. But what are we talking about here? Are we talking about young children? Teenage children, adult children, what kind of children are we talking about? The Greek word here used is techna, which is used in the scriptures for both adult and young children. But I think here Paul refers to young children, children that are under the supervision, under the roof of 
their parents' home. They're under the direct supervision, care, and nurture of their parents in the home. These children live under the roof of their parents and are dependent upon their parents for such care and nurture. Where might I get this from? When verse 4 we read, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So fathers, I knew I would have to speak on verse 4 at some point, <laughs> and it's right off the bat. Bring them, bring them up. In, order, in other words, train them so that they leave. <laughs> Now, next week, we'll hear a sermon on the father's relationship to his children. The father and mother raise up the child with God's help and grace so that they leave either to become independent Christian young men and women who serve Christ and his kingdom in their singleness, or they leave and cleave and become one flesh with their spouse. Either way, they leave. They grow up. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. This is when the child is under the direct care and supervision of his or her parents, and their duty is to obey parents. Children, the word obey here is a very important word. It's a word used in the Gospels when the wind and sea obeyed the voice of Jesus. It's used when the demons obeyed Jesus' word. It's a word used when pagans or Jews became believers. They obeyed the word. And so this word obeyed is very rich. It is very uh, important. And it means this. It means this, to listen attentively and to fully comply with your parents' instruction and teaching, to listen attentively and to fully comply with your parents' instruction and teaching, rules in the home. Yes, there has to be rules in the home that you are called to obey. If there are no rules or commandments in the home, there is chaos and disorder. And so the duty of the child, under the care of the parents, as the parents nurture them and care for them, and teach them, instruct them, the child's duty is to obey them, to fully comply to their instruction, their wisdom, their commands, Listen, children, the Christian home consists of husband and wife. You, you, you remember, perhaps, the past couple of weeks, the God's will for the wife and the God's will for the husband, and the husband is the head of the home, the head of the wife, and the head of the household, even you. If the Lord wills a child to be born of the husband and wife, the child is placed now under the authority of parents because children need discipleship. They need to be trained. They need instruction. They need wisdom. 
They need guidance. And so they are called to obey parents who instruct them in God's word, who instruct them in wisdom, conventional wisdom, how the world works. My dad was very good at teaching me street smarts. Conventional wisdom, how the world works. But most importantly, obey your parents because they're teaching you how God wants you to live your life for the honor of his name and for your good. This is a children's sermon. I don't want to speak over your heads, children. I don't want to speak over your heads. I want to keep it real. God placed parents in a position of authority over you because you need godly guidance, correction, care, wisdom, and instruction from your parents. When they require you to listen carefully and fully comply, then God's will for you is obedience. Obedience. To what extent? Children, obey your parents in all things, especially all things lawful. Are there instructions or teachings or chores or temptations to sin or contrary to God's word that your parents are teaching you? If that's the case, if they're teaching you not to obey God but to obey man and the world if they're teaching you to not worship Jesus, to not follow Jesus, then God calls you not to fully comply to that. And I've brought this up in past sermons and how people, young men and women, children in foreign countries, suffer the consequences of not obeying parents when they want to worship God, the true God. But the duty of the child is to obey their parents in all things lawful. When they tell you and instruct you about your sin and the need for repentance and faith, when they instruct you about how to keep the house in order to do your chores, <laughs> when they're teaching you how to be responsible, when they're telling you you need a curfew, you're going to have a curfew, when they're telling you that you need to take a particular app off your phone or what kind of clothes you ought to be wearing as a Christian young man or woman. These things are for your good and therefore ought to be obeyed. Because ultimately, ultimately, the duty of the child is to obey parents because you are called to obey Christ. Obey your parents in the Lord. Obey your parents in the Lord. When you obey your parents and do what is right before your parents, do it in the Lord as a child of God. Are you following me? Are you following me, children, young people? duty of the child to obey their parents should really be a delight. Your, par your parents who care for you under 
godly instruction and care. Yes, they're sinners. Yes, they struggle with their own particular sins. Yes, they have heartaches. Yes, they suffer in different ways. But they're still your parents. And the command doesn't change. Obey your parents in the Lord. Paul says elsewhere, Colossians chapter 3. And children, you've heard of this verse. This applies in the home with your parents. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So the duty to obey should be a delight because you're ultimately doing it for Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through Jesus. That's the duty of the child to obey, to listen attentively to your parents and fully comply to what they're asking of you. Even when you don't Feel like it. Secondly, the moral obligation of children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. Let me ask you a question. Who's Paul's audience here? He's speaking to a church in Ephesus. And this church in Ephesus was probably very Gentile. And yet he's speaking to this church, to these children, as if they're like Jewish children in the Old Testament. You catch that? He writes to Gentile Christians, and yet he writes and commands children of Gentile believers to obey their parents in the Lord because they are morally obligated before the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother. You see, children, by God's grace, he placed you in a home with parents who love Jesus. If your parents love Jesus, that they have faith in the true God, you live in a Christian home. And because of this, children are called holy by the Lord. Otherwise, they would be unclean. But as it is, the children of believers are holy. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Children, therefore, you have been set apart by God himself. To follow, trust, and obey him. You have been placed in a covenant relationship with God by virtue of your parents' faith. This doesn't mean that you get to heaven on the coattails of your parents. What it does mean is that you are under covenant with God. He made a covenant with you in your baptism. And that you are called to, to profess faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as a covenant child, God calls children of believers to do that which is right and pleasing in his sight. 
Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. Honor your father and your mother. Do what is right and good in the home. Do not be unruly or disobedient in the home. It pleases God when his children obey his commands. Parents, what kind of environment are you creating in the home for your children? What kind of environment are you creating in the home for your children? Who's running the home? Who's running the house or keeping order in the house? Is the child or children the head of the home? Or do they know that you are head of the home and they know that their call before God and Christ himself is to obey their parents? Do they know that they are morally obligated to obey you and submit themselves to you? Or do your children dictate and negotiate the terms in the home? A sort of free-for-all. Isn't that the day and age in which we live? A free-for-all. And what happens in a free-for-all? Chaos. Disorder. So parents, and again, we'll get to this next week, but get a little taste in your mouth for what's coming. Parents are responsible for creating that environment where they know, the children know, who the head of the home is, what their calling is as children in the Lord. Because children are going to obey according to their nature. I want you to think about that for a second. They are going to do what is right in their own eyes. That's why the proverb goes like this. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. And so how is a child going to know that he's or she is morally obligated to obey parents if parents aren't creating an environment where they know that and they're reminded of it and they're taught it? The duty of the child is to obey parents and the moral obligation of children is to do what is right, honor your father and mother. Boys and girls, father and mother. When your mother tells you something to do, your responsibility in the home, she's, when she speaks, it's as if your father's speaking as well. It's not, let's wait till your father gets home, but there's, there is a, a bit of truth in that. But when the mother speaks, children, are you obeying her in the home? 
Lastly, the promise to obedient children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Paul wasn't anti-law or anti-nomian. In fact, he believed the law of God applies in the life of believers. Yes, Christians have been set free from the curse of the law because Jesus in his body, in his soul, bore God's curse for us. The curse of the law in his own body and soul. But the law of God is to be cherished and loved by Christians because it is a way we show gratitude toward God and we are to willingly obey God and his word. If you love me, Jesus says, you will keep my commandments. And so Paul tells children, honor your father and mother because there's a promise attached to this. This is the first commandment with a promise, he says. Now, without going into the different interpretations here too much, it does need to be said that commentators often argue, well, isn't the second commandment one that comes with promises? Well, it does. It's not clear exactly what Paul has in mind here. But the point that we need to make is this, is that there is a promise attached and this promise is that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And the Israelites were told this in Exodus chapter 20. Under that commandment, honor your father and mother. The Israelites, you know, experienced much suffering and exile from the land because what, what happened? They worshipped the gods of the Canaanites. They desecrated the Lord's Day and they disobeyed and dishonored parents. This first command with a promise seems to be at a horizontal level. Relationship between two people or two groups of people. And when children obey their parents, honor their father and mother, respect their father and mother, it goes well with them. You may have noticed that Paul doesn't add when he says that the Lord your God is giving you, he writes, Honor your father and mother, this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. He doesn't finish it off from Exodus when it says that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And so for the Israelites to stay in the land, to stay in the promise that one of the requirements was to honor father and mother, but they dishonored father and mother. They worshipped other gods and they desecrated the Sabbath day. But Paul here says that obedience brings blessings and disobedience brings curse or negative consequences. He says that you may live long in the land. In other words, when children honor father and mother, this command comes with a wonderful promise that is good for you, that the relationship between parent and children, when children become adults, or go on their own, working their own vocation that God has called them to, or living in a home apart from their parents, 
There is peace and unity. There is blessing. There is blessing. Is it true that obedient children die young? Yes, it is true, sadly. This too is part of the Lord's sovereign plan. But the principle, however, remains. How will you live life on earth? In the land? Honoring your father and mother has profound consequences in your life, children. In your life. And there are plenty of examples Plenty of examples in society, in culture, and yes, in the church. When disobedient children reap what they sow, they will find themselves suffering on the earth with many hardships, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, physically. Now every child goes through different stages in life. There may be stages in life where they are unruly and disobedient. The question is, how does the child respond to discipline? When parents discipline their children, does the child harden his heart, persist in sin and rebellion, or does the child receive discipline and see it as love? When Paul says, honor your father and your mother, respect your father and mother, this command comes with a promise that you may live long in the land. This has profound consequences that when a child obeys, there is blessing that follows. The child receives the discipline of his parents well, and it is good for the child. If you're taking notes, return with me to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. Listen carefully, children. Listen carefully. Then you know part of this chapter well. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart Keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. Oh, the blessing, the blessing that comes when children obey 
their parents and honor father and mother. For as I said, friends, congregation, we live in a day where good is called evil and evil is called good and children do not have parents in the home. In fact, children are raising children. And it is the church of Jesus Christ should be in the forefront of this and proclaiming the love of Christ, the forgiveness of Christ, the mercy of Christ. The church should be the one that should be proclaiming Christ crucified and risen and that in Him we learn what it means to be a family. We learn God's will for wives, we learn God's will for husbands, and we learn God's will for children. And when we follow God's will for our lives, there is blessing. Did you know that the Bible foretells when the last days are? And one of the signs of the times of the last days is disobedient children. If you're taking notes, 2 Timothy 3, Paul says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to, children, to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. God knows what is best for you. I'm keeping it simple. It has to be simple. It's profound, but it has to be stated simply. A few closing points. Children, obey your parents in the Lord because Jesus commands you to obey and love them. When they command something, ask yourself, how does Jesus want me to respond, children? How does Jesus want me to respond? WWJD, what would Jesus do? There are people that make fun of that. I, I kind of like it. I know what Jesus has done, paid for my sins, but I want to know how Jesus wants me to live, what Jesus wants me to do now, and I go to his word, and he wants me to obey. To trust him and obey my parents. How does Jesus want me to obey? That's the question, children. Secondly, children, obey your parents in the Lord because they are placed in a position of authority over you by God himself. When you disobey your parents, it's as if you're disobeying God. When you obey your parents, it's as if you're, it's as if you're obeying God. That was a tongue twister for me. When you obey your parents, it's as if you're obeying the Lord himself. Think about that, children. Think about that. I remember when I was a child, that wasn't even on my radar. Wasn't even on my radar. 
But thanks be to God, you're growing up in a Christian home with Christian parents. And you know. And to much is given, much is required. And you have a weighty and heavy responsibility now, children. There are children obey your parents in the Lord because they provide an environment where there's order and not chaos, peace, not unrest, and anxiety. You see, when there's disobedience and unruliness, the home will suffer. And there will be many anxieties and heartaches. But children, when you obey your parents in the Lord, when you honor father and mother, there is peace. There is rest. For the most part. Fourth, children, be quick to obey. Go the extra mile to show your parents that you respect them, love them, and honor their authority. Go the extra mile to show them that you love them. That you love them. Children, I told you before that this is a children's sermon, but I'm speaking to parents and grandparents here too. Because they need to be reminded of it as well. So that they can teach their children's children. Lastly, children, be quick to confess your sins. Acknowledge your sins to God and your parents. Own up when you disobey. Own up. Confess your sins. For he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Jesus is faithful to forgive. He is gracious and merciful and abounding in steadfast love. The gospel is so beautifully portrayed in the home when parents and children come together and forgive one another. There's nothing more beautiful, paradoxical, but beautiful. Beautiful. He forgives and restores relationships between children and parents. This means then, parents, that we must create and maintain an environment in the home where your children, when they disobey, when they fall short, that you and I create an environment where they can come to you and say, Mom, Dad, forgive me. I sinned against you. I sinned against God. I didn't do what was right. I dishonored you. Forgive me. And parents, you ought to be saying this, I forgive you. Don't brush it off. Oh, it was nothing, son. And that happens in the home, and it shouldn't. You tell your child that he or she is forgiven. Because there's something very powerful about hearing the words, you are forgiven. 
And I only need to point to the Lord Jesus Christ who tells you, Christian, you are forgiven. Don't you want to hear that from Jesus? That you are forgiven? Is there anything more powerful than that? Your children need to hear that from you. My children need to hear that from me. Say it. Say it. And give them a big old Italian hug. Create a place where your children experience forgiveness, grace, and mercy. And if you feel like it's too late as a parent to do that, you feel like it's too late, while there's life and breath, it's never too late. You can always reconcile with your adult children or your adult parents. There's always, while there's life and breath, an opportunity to forgive. Always. And it's powerful. It is powerful. And that's what Christ calls us as Christians. That's God's will for you children. To obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. That you may know blessing. The blessing of your heavenly father. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God and faithful Father, we thank you, O God, that you do not count our sins against us. We thank you, O God, that you have promised us forgiveness of sins, full and free, in the person and work of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, O Lord, that we can extend forgiveness and mercy to others because of the work of the Spirit in our own hearts. Oh, Lord, down, Lord God, tear down our pride, our envy, our hatred, all those things that would hinder us from loving you and loving our neighbor, loving our family, loving our children, loving the family of God. Be with the children of this congregation, children who are listening via live stream. May you teach them daily, O oh Lord, what it means to follow you, to obey their parents in the Lord, knowing that their obedience pleases you, O oh Lord, that their obedience brings about blessing, peace, and rest. May you be with the families of this congregation. May you build us up in the most holy faith. May the gospel be on display in marriages and in homes. And where there is brokenness and sorrow and hurt and pain, may we know healing through the shed blood of Jesus. Oh Lord God, we pray that you would transform hearts, the hearts of your people. May we be conformed and transformed to the image of our creator in holiness and godliness and reflect that image of God in the home 
to the glory of your name and for the good of your people. For in Christ's name we pray.